You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the war, 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 the This, 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 this is Views from Midstreet. All right, we got a few more minutes here on the Views from Midstreet podcast. Rob Brown, Lonzo Reitzel with you. You, of course, can pick up the Views from Midstreet podcast. If this is your first episode with us, do us a favor. Like and subscribe to it. Make sure you download every episode wherever major podcasts are found on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Google Play, on Apple iTunes, or free on the Odyssey app. It will notify you every time we drop a new episode. Go on in, download it, listen to it, and engage in the conversation with us. You can find me on Twitter at The Rob Brown Show. You can find Lonzo on Twitter at Lonzo on Word. Make sure you are engaged in the conversation with us. And if you got a Panthers fan in your life, and you want them to have a little bit more football to look forward to, make sure you let them know about the views from Mint Street Podcast as well. So the question that I had about midway through the third quarter yesterday, so the offense is stagnant. It's doing the same things regardless of failure. Einstein's definition of insanity, so the rumor goes. And I got to think into myself. You know, I, I, I am not necessarily – pro-tank, but I'm not necessarily anti-tank either, right? Like, I kind of fall in the middle, and I know it's a topic that really only has two sides, do or do not. There is no try. Um, The first overall pick in the draft next year, if we get it, great. If we don't, we don't. I don't want to go any further down than second. And the reason why is, if Matt Corral did not come out and establish himself as a roster-ready backup quarterback. I don't know that Matt Corral's the guy that can be the next quarterback, which then leads me to believe we got to be looking for the next quarterback in the next draft. And there's a few of them, predominantly Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Uh, You got the kid from Kentucky as well, Levis. There are some options out there from guys that are NFL-ready quarterbacks that I think you could plug in as a rookie. And, you know, kind of give them the Trevor Lawrence. Hey, you're going to have one year and it's going to be tough, but this is a learning year. Your two's where we expect you to kind of turn that corner and get pointed in the right direction. We cannot, if we want one of those guys, fall any further down than number three in the draft, right? Number three is the worst we can be. So the question here that I had was, is this Ben McAdoo driving the tank? Is he a tank commander right now? Or, and I think it's a fair question to ask, is this just the best he can do? Now, I lean towards saying it's not the best he can do because as I've pointed out on this pod multiple times before this episode, when Ben McAdoo was the OC, 
at New York. He took over a team that was 28th, 27th in the league in offensive production. Then in year two, they were 17th. And then in year three, they were inside the top 10 in offensive production. He was the OC at that point. So I'd like to think he can do better. But I'm kind of running out of reasons to believe why. And I understand he, as the offense is as a whole, is a bit hamstrung by talent. You don't necessarily have the full playbook available when P.J. Walker is your quarterback. But, my goodness, we tried nothing to adjust in this game. Even when it got to the point that I'm like, hey, we kind of got a shot in this one, right? We did nothing to change. So... Is he orchestrating a tank or is he really just that incapable of being the offense? All right. So one of the first things that comes to mind for me, and I thought of this yesterday, was first of all, where are all the Baker haters at right now? Because if Baker Mayfield was in there, I'm trying to think, would they have won that game? Did they would they have had a better shot at it? I I guarantee you one thing they would have done, they would have thrown past the line of scrimmage with Baker in there. Would it? Would he have thrown some errant balls? Yeah, he would have because he's been doing that all season. But there are also, if you look back at every game Baker was in there, there are certain series that he looked like Baker, and he looked good. The ball was coming out crisp. It was hitting the receivers where it needed to. If you, if you had that Baker yesterday combined with what they were doing in the running game, they probably win that game. Um, but... I I don't think this is all McAdoo. I do think it's what you were saying earlier. I think it has to do with the cupboard to a certain degree. I do think it's funny that so the question is the the other question is were they running the ball yesterday because they didn't have Baker or Sam Darnold? Is that why they were running the ball, or would they have done that for, if for they the, had that the record, quarterback? For the record, you say running the ball. So we ran the ball twenty one times, right? Like. We've seen, and granted, when you can't convert third downs, we had a first down in the first quarter, and then our next first down did not come what till what midway through the third quarter. Granted, when drives are more often three and outs than they're not, you're not going to get a bunch of plays. But we ran but the th- ball th- those pass plays times. were those pass plays were basically run plays. You've already said that. So, so to me, there are more run plays. That basically the whole game were was run plays when there was passing over. Over five yards, pretty much is it's an interception or it's an incompletion. Um, I will also say this: we ran thirty-four offensive plays, thirty-four, twenty-one rushes, thirteen carries. That's not good enough. It's not enough. It tells me a few things. Number one. It tells me that you're not converting first downs, which we already knew we weren't, right? We already knew we weren't. Number two, it tells me that you were allowing the Rams to go on long, sustained drives. You were allowing them to own the possession, which, look, I'm not telling you anything we didn't already know about this football team. This has been the M.O. But, Zoe, the other thing it tells me is you kind of had to create these uh, screens in place of run because you had to throw the ball because you found yourself where you were playing from behind. Dude, we were up at the half. See, this this plays into a certain degree what you're talking about about 
basically tanking? Is, is, is McAdoo driving the tank? I think we find this out in the next couple weeks, depending on the uh, severity of Baker's ankle problem. And, and the return of Sam Darnold. And the return of Sam Darnold. If we don't see them anytime soon, if they s- slowly bring them back or don't bring them back at all, then it's a tank. You might not be wrong. Uh, we have what? We've got at, excuse me, home for Tampa this Sunday. Then we're at Atlanta. Then we're at Cincinnati. Then we're home for Atlanta. Dig this schedule. We're back home on the 23rd for Tampa Bay. Now, three weeks ago, I'd have been like, hey, that's a butt kicking. But Tampa just lost to a bad Pittsburgh team, right? Who's only got to win more than we do. A yes, bad Pittsburgh and Brady's team. talking about how they're just not playing well anywhere. Yeah. They're just uh, Tampa's not good right now. Are they beatable by us? Eh, on our absolute best day, maybe, maybe. And depending on who's back at quarterback. Then we got to go to Atlanta. Again, another team that my views flipped around. This is a team that a couple of weeks ago, I would have said, boom, you got to go get that win, right? You got to go with that win. The Mercedes-Benz uh, Dome's an easy place to play. But, well, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news on the pod. How about this? Now we got to get this episode quick. Uh, apparently, according to Adam Schefter, Robbie Anderson, speaking of that, my goodness, how is Tepper listening to this pod before we've even released it? Robbie Anderson is an Arizona Cardinal now. Breaking news, Robbie Anderson is now an Arizona Cardinal. It looks like Marquise Brown could be out for the year. The Cardinals needed to make a move. So according to Ann Rappaport, the Cardinals and Adam Schefter, the Cardinals have made a trade. What did I say he was going to be worth, Lonzo? Uh, The fifth or sixth round. Panthers traded wide receiver Robbie Anderson to the Cardinals in exchange for a sixth round pick in 2024. Oh, we got a seventh rounder in 25 too. So two late round picks. I said a mid to late or or a couple of lates. I said that on the show this morning. You get a couple of lates, a sixth rounder in 2024, a seventh rounder in 2025. Robbie Anderson got Antonio Brown off of the Panthers. How about that? The next day. The next day. I think that's that's, I think that's kind of a record. Oh, that's dude, some kind of record. That means they were on the phone yesterday. That means they were on the actually it probably means that they have been on the phone. Yeah, they were they were already talking yeah. to him. They had been on the phone listening to answers for Robbie Anderson that they had had a conversation with the Cardinals and then once yesterday happened they were like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever. Just give us whatever." Just give us whatever. We got to make this move. Just give us whatever. So Robbie Anderson gets Antonio Brown off of the uh, off of the Carolina Panthers. He is now an Arizona Cardinal, and we have one fewer wide receiver. Although yesterday his contributions were the same as not having him on the roster. Yeah. So so you you lose a headache. To a degree. And, you know, before the season started, he was already, you know, he was talking stuff about Baker Mayfield and there were some other things. So so the potential for him to be a headache was already there. Um, so now he gets to go there and they can use him. At, uh, he can get frustrated with Kyler Murray because he's going to. He's going to get frustrated because I was watching things earlier today and they are saying the problem with Kyler Murray is he has no receivers. Well, he just picked another one up. We'll see what he's able to do with that. So... I means roster spots open too. 
What do you use that spot for? Do you grab another receiver from somewhere, or do you grab another quarterback? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, I am happy I'm not Scott Fitterer right now. I'm going to say that. I'm happy I'm not. Listen, it was the right move, right? Robbie very clearly was upset and did not want to be there. But it it also sends a message. If, if you're combative with your coaches and you isolate yourself and you go over and pout, you're going to get absolutely what you want. Dude, you're either in or you're out. Here's the thing. You're either in or you're out. Uh, you know, this is, this is one thing that's been, I think, uh, I, I've kind of – not laughed at. It's kind of amused me in the NBA for a number of years is how mad people get when NBA players force their way off of a team, force their way into a trade, right? And people are like, oh, you know, that's not how, okay, well, that's how it's done now. And these, But here's the thing. It's the same conversation I've had with people who get mad about the transfer portal in college football. Do you want a guy on your team who doesn't want to be there? Do you want somebody working for you, with you, under you, around you who doesn't want to be there? I'll tell you straight up. I have had people in this industry that did not want to be where they were working for a station I worked for. And it was easier. Lonzo, you know this. Sometimes it's just easier to do the damn thing yourself than it is to have somebody do it that doesn't want to be there and be a part of it. I I get what you're saying that you kind of let it, like it kind of feels like players now have more power than the team does. Uh, They do. They do. They have control over their own future, just like you and I and everybody listening to this pod does. You have control over where you work, how much you get paid to work there, et cetera, et cetera. Robbie, if you don't want to be a Panther, Congratulations, dude. You're not anymore. You're not our headache. You're not our problem. And now you go find somebody who wants. What does this mean? More touches for Shy. More touches for Marshall. More touches for some of the young cats that we get a chance to. As I've already said, the rest of this year is, Lonzo. Help us determine who and what the foundation is for Steve Wilkes or whoever is wearing the smock next year. I think it also shows uh, desperation for, from Arizona. So on t- seeing how all this played out with Robbie Anderson and how public all this is and how you know they pointed out, you're still willing to bring him in. So I, I think it's a, a point of de- more of a desperation move on Arizona's move, uh, I mean on Arizona's part, than it is on Carolina's. Uh, the other question is, is this just the beginning? of parts being moved. Are we going to start seeing uh, more moves happen in the next couple of days, the Panthers shipping guys out? I personally hope not. I, I hope they don't. Uh, but uh, So this move is kind of understandable from the degree that you, you get rid of a headache who wasn't really producing anyway. Right. Uh, but does this do – do we uh, break news that – that Christian McCaffrey's gone, that Brian Burns, are, go- uh, are we going to be doing that? I hope not. You know, it's, it's, we, I said this earlier in the show. 
The fact that Robbie Anderson was moved so quickly, right? Robbie Anderson was moved less than, less than 24 hours after this game. Uh, Hell, less than 24 hours after the start of the game, Robbie Anderson gets moved. What that tells me is that the Panthers had already had a discussion with the Cardinals. They already knew what was on the table as an offer. They already knew how it was going to play. They already had this discussion. And when everything busted up yesterday the way that it did, the Panthers were like, you know what? Just pull the trigger. Just be done with it. That also tells me that the Panthers know the guys that they're willing to part with. And they know the guys they're willing to move on from in order to bank some resources for later on. Robbie was clearly in that group. It also, I feel safe to assume there are other guys on this team that are in that camp, right? Other guys that the Panthers can go, okay, we can unload some salary here. We can open up some roster spots and we can acquire some draft picks all at the same time by cutting this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy. And if they stick around, great. And if they don't and we can get some resources, that's also great. We're good either way. But the speed that Robbie was released at tells me the Panthers have already been ringing phones and having their phones be rung about certain guys. That's why I said earlier in the pod, and I'll say again, uh, keep an eye on CMC because five weeks from now, he will not be a Carolina Panther anymore. Watch. How dare you? Put that bad mojo out there in the universe. What's it matter, Rob Brown? It What's does. It matter. Ma- it does matter. It, it matters for the the few people that are still showing up to Carolina Panther games. You take Christian McCaffrey off that team; those guys ain't coming either. Oh, I, I again, I understand, and this is why I said this on the Carolina Kickoff Show on Sunday. People need to remember, butts and seats is irrelevant to the NFL. If it was relevant to the NFL, the NFL wouldn't have made it out of the COVID year. They did an entire season without a single butt in a single seat. It's a little unfair because every sport had to do that. Correct. And a lot of sports suffered. The NFL didn't really suffer. Why? Because of TV contracts. The Panthers' primary revenue generator is the NFL's TV contracts. It doesn't matter if the Panthers go 1 and 15 or 1 and 16 or 2 and 15. It doesn't matter. What matters is how are you setting up for next year? Can you do something to spark some energy? for next year to make a run and CMC is more valuable in terms of trade picks than he is as a running back for that cause. Anything else you want to get in here before we take off for the day? So yes, I, uh, I disagree, disavow all kinds of things. If there was a way for me, well, there is to erase everything Rob Brown just <laughs> said, I would do such a thing. Christian McCaffrey's still going to be on this team when we do our next podcast. Oh, I think he will. One after that's a little more questionable. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Alonzo Wright. So my name is Rob Brown. We appreciate you guys listening. Again, the Views from Mid-Street podcast available where major podcasts are found. Make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you download every episode and make sure you tell all your fellow Panthers fans all about it so we can continue driving this conversation forward. The next pod will drop, of course, on Wednesday, our midweek pod, where we will take a look at injuries, at transactions, ahem, ahem, at whatever other moves get made between now and then. We look forward to talking to you on Wednesday. Have a phenomenal rest of your week, ladies and gentlemen. For Lonzo Reitzel, I'm Rob Brown. This is the Views from Mid Street Podcast. Keep pounding, baby. <laughs>